What's up, everybody? Welcome to Long Time Ago Radio, a conversational podcast about Star Wars and the official podcast of a StarWarsPodcast.com. I'm your host, Joshua Mobley, and I'm joined by my two favorite fans in the galaxy, Alex Vargas and Rebecca June Lane. How are you two doing? Doing well. Doing good. Good. It's yeah. summertime in New York now, and it's hot, and it's awesome. So. It's also very hot here. Yeah. It, uh, it, it, but it's weird because it'll be, it'll be like a nice kind of 80 sometimes mm-hmm. and then other times it's like 96 I'm like, no. <laughs> i've been playing a pokemon on my phone and they've been doing like yeah. weather warnings for it just being sunny outside i'm like i'll take yeah. it <laughs> yeah i i've been playing a lot too having a good time i have a ran i have a random question about that because i know that like, i don't alex i don't think you play pokemon go but i used to okay yeah. uh what what would the Star Wars Pokemon Go look like? Like what would you do? Oh goodness gracious! You bounty hunt people. Ooh, that's very violent. <laughs> oh yeah, I don't see that causing any problems. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, like you're walking no, around it... on your phone, and someone's like, "What are you doing?" And I'm like, "Oh, I'm just planning this assassination." And they're like, "Oh, wow!" Just, if, I get ten points if I take him alive. <laughs> I get seven if I kill him. Well, no, but can you imagine? I was going to say something like, you know, oh, it's people are empire or rebellion, and you go to all these different spots and, like, take them over. No, it's straight up (laughs) hurting people down. Oh, my God. That would be fun, though. Like, that could be an alternative. You could be a bounty hunter instead, and you could try and maybe not kill people, but steal stuff. Well, no, like, like you stun them, and you take, like, a Uh. something. Like, can you imagine... Like say you're in a busy part of San Francisco or New York, and you're you're you have your phone up, and you just see like Greedo's head in the crowd, just things like that. Like it, you're you're trying yeah. to find Boba Fett, you're trying to find Harris and Dula. You know, there's all the all these little fun things you can do. That's cool, actually. You don't have to kill sense. anyone. Yeah. Yeah. Wait. So instead of capturing Pokemon, what you're saying is like you are kidnapping famous people from the Star Wars <laughs> you're, universe. You're collecting bounties, and if you try, <laughs> think about it, and if you try to catch them. And they're like, well, hey, if you do this for me, you can get this. So it's, you know, you create a, you mm-hmm. enter the larger world of Star Wars. Because even that right. happens in the movies. You know, actually, it's the just more an you idea. talk about it, this is actually kind of cool. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's, let's do it. You and I. Let's The three <laughs> yes. of us will propose it. We'll test it out at Star Wars Celebration with some cardboard cutouts. Um, oh, okay. And like, I don't know, a cheap iPhone somewhere. We can We can figure this out. We have time. Well, I was going to say, we also have, we're building quite the roster of creatures, so it could just be a creature capture. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that too. A la Pokemon itself, but that could be also part of the game, two parts of the game, two games in one. It could be a bounty for, you know, a a loaf cat. It's true. Ewoks. Oh, man, the Ewok collector. Yeah. You just become friends with all the Ewoks. Wait, wait, that'd you, be great. Are you friends or are you collecting Ewoks? Yeah. <laughs> some some gross like uh, imperial. <laughs> you're a fur hunter and you're just you know yeah. collecting hides. They're like, welcome to my collection of Ewok hides. <laughs> I don't show. <laughs> I don't show many people. Well, welcome to the podcast, uh, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> this is believe it or not, <laughs> this is a show about Star Wars. Uh, all right, what's what's everyone been doing in their Star Wars lives? How's, every, how's everything going? Uh, you know, samesies, playing Galaxy of Heroes um, nice. all the time. Um, yeah, not a huge amount going on with me Star Wars-wise. Um, I will say, I know you guys talked about it last time, but 
was really bummed by the news week of uh, when people were harassing Kelly Marie Tran. Um, so that kind of like put a sour taste in my Star Wars mouth for yeah. Yeah. a couple of days. And just kind of the sadness that my favorite fun, nerdy, runaround, silly thing is also being, you know, creeped on by a bunch of jerk faces. Um, so I've been kind of like off the news and off the Twitter with that kind of stuff. Just trying to stay in a positive headspace about it all because that's what we are. We're a positive podcast. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, that's me. What about you, Alex? Not much. Uh, I haven't had a chance to troop in the past few weeks. Life has been pretty busy. We're prepping for Comic-Con. Just finished my wife's uh, Twi'lek armor and some stuff mm. for the 501st Bash. And we we actually just started watching Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. about... I think about a month ago and nice. i'm really surprised with how many star wars references are in that show like every <laughs> other episode they reference something from star wars and it's so cool to see you know star wars referenced in marvel and you saw yeah. that a lot in what was it a uh, civil war like mm-hmm. it's it's such a cool it's a cool connection it makes me happy Nice. Yeah, I like when my geekdom is represented in like other pop culture. It makes me feel cool. Yeah, it's like <laughs> oh. Ralph trailer. Huh? Oh yeah! Oh, I'm yeah. so excited for that movie. That was a cool trailer. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it very much. Um, yeah. what about you, Josh? Well, I'm trying to think about it. Well, I I haven't really been watching anything or reading anything, but I did go to San Francisco Comic Con. Last week. In Oakland. In Oakland, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Which is hilarious. Uh, And I actually ended up buying a lot of Star Wars stuff. Like, pretty much only Star Wars stuff. So I bought um, bought Dr. Aphra Volume 2, which I needed. I bought the the Mace Windu comic, which I needed. Um, I I found a boxed copy of Star Wars Episode 3 for the Game Boy Advance. So that was exciting. I told do the guy that I'm sure he. you have a Game Boy Advance? Not currently, but uh, I do want to get one at some point. But I, here's the thing: I'm debating whether I want an SP, which is the like fold-out one that has the rechargeable battery and stuff, which are great. But people also make these really nice, uh, kind of like the original model, and people make these really nice, uh, like modded versions that have rechargeable batteries and like sd card slots and and backlit screens and all these things but they're kind of expensive yeah so i'm like do i go all in and get like the cool you know the cool one or do i just get like kind of a basic just whatever but i don't know and it wouldn't be just to play this one game no because i i i really like the game boy advance it's like probably one of my favorite systems of all time i just haven't had one in a long time copy that yeah so like i want to get one at some point but part of me like part of the collector in me is like i could get i could find one on a deal so i'm just like waiting to (laughs) have that experience where someone's like 20 bucks well yes i'll take it but i love that you're collecting all these star wars games though that's awesome yeah it's 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 um it's getting harder now funny enough to find stuff that i don't have Mm. like the only place i can get them is if i cheat and order them online which is no fun is that cheating is that considered cheating in collector world yeah kind of yeah there's a joy of finding it in the wild yeah there's like a there's kind of a at least and alex and i i think talked about this a lot on our collect collector episode like Going to a flea market or like a Goodwill and finding it is oh, way yeah. more satisfying 
than just ordering it online. Well, because, I remember, yeah. Yeah. No, I just was going to say, I remember when I went to Brooklyn Flea years ago and I found my original, like, Star Wars glasses from Burger King from the 70s, early 80s, obviously. And uh, it was so exciting when I saw yeah. them. It was like, oh my gosh, this is placed here for me to find and only me. Yeah, exactly. You're like, this, this is my destiny. I found it. <laughs> yeah. So, like, and now it's, like, the only place I can find stuff that I don't necessarily have is usually conventions. Mm. Because I think I have most of the, like, super common Star Wars games. Like, I find Lego Star Wars constantly, (laughs) everywhere. Like, I don't need them anymore, you know? We actually just bought a Star Wars game. Hold on, give me a second. Keep talking. Okay. Like, (laughs) like, I, I have lego star wars coming out of my ears but like i don't have certain ones so if i see certain specific ones like oh the the one for the psp i'm like i don't have that you know wow but, okay but, so you're mu- buying multiple versions of the same game on yeah systems. i have yeah i have how many copies of that do i have one two I have two uh, th- oh, three i have three <laughs> copies of the force unleashed because that's another one that you find <laughs> constantly so i have the 360 ps3 and pc versions of the force unleashed so we just bought for the wii the star wars clone wars lightsaber duels game dude i have that so we bought it at a GameStop. (laughs) like it's 2.99 let's get it and then like seven minutes into this game i was like i know why it was (laughs) (laughs) 2.99 yeah i bought it and i was like man this would be a fun video to make even though it looks bad oh Uh, it's so yeah, repetitive. I, I do have that game. <laughs> is it just swinging the Wiimote back and forth forever? It's, it's literally that, and as soon as you quote-unquote defeat a villain, they do a backflip, and you do it again. Oh. It's, it's, it, you're basically playing through a Clone Wars episode, but it's the same thing over and over and over again. and it, it's just. I mean, I think it's a game for little kids. I don't know how they are playing it, because I'm an adult, and I could barely swing the lightsaber. I mean, they're small, right? They have sure. better, they have faster like reflexes. This, I don't know. This kid is tall, your Wii is saying. <laughs> <laughs> it's just not a good game. Now I know why it was so cheap. Yeah, That's it's not disappointing. Great. Don't yeah, you hate but that? I spent $3. Yeah. I can't complain. Yeah, I it's think true. I got mine for like 2 uh, So I got ripped off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's one of those things. But yeah, I bought, uh, I bought a couple things at uh, San Francisco Comic Con, including one thing that... I was unaware existed, but the minute I saw it, I was like, I kind of need to buy this, like, immediately. And it is a Star Wars Han and Leia Valentine special. What? In comic book form, yeah. And, uh, and, and like, the cover, I think I sent you guys the cover, uh, is literally, like, Han and Leia in a blanket, like, in the cockpit, like, getting oh. all sexy. And it says, Ooh. it says, Star Wars a Valentine story. <laughs> Oh, I see it now. Oh, and yeah. I was like, this is a thing. I have to buy this. And even the guy I was buying it from was like, what the hell is this? <laughs> no, like, the had cover, no idea. we'll have to post it. The cover looks like they're literally in the middle of doing the nasty, like, at the cockpit the controls. Like, in the yeah. space. Yeah. Yes. It's, it's great. I haven't read it yet. I haven't even cracked it open to see what it looks like on the inside. <laughs> but... <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I saw it and thought it was the most the funniest thing I'd ever seen and I had to get it. That's so That's great. That's great. Yeah. Um Yeah, that's pr- that's pretty much been it. 
uh, in terms of Star Wars stuff. I am hankering to do a rewatch of all of them at some point soon. I don't know all why. Yeah. I just, I'm like, I haven't done that in a while. So, so. Well, we're going to have to do a, uh, I mean, we crossed our threshold on our Patreon, which, by the way, quick we did. shout out to everyone who's contributed. Yeah. You guys are awesome. And I think we crossed into a tier for a watch along, didn't we? Yeah. So now there's going to be monthly watch alongs. Um, and we have to do one this month, which I think we already said we're doing the Clone Wars movie. Yes, because so shame, yeah. shame, shame. Josh has never seen the Clone Wars Yeah, movie. I've never actually uh, sat down and watched it, so that'll be fun. We need to figure out what day to do that. You've so never seen Ahsoka and, and Anakin like first figure meet. out their, their, yeah. their jam. That's yeah, I don't know. I, I When I started watching the show, I just figured... Like I, the only information I went off was she's his apprentice, and that's all I need to know. Like that was kind of just what I was operating under. So I, I was like, "Oh, that's fine." And uh, to be fair, in the movie, there's not much more than that that you learn. It, it just feels like a very long episode. True. True. Well, we'll see when we watch it. We will. It's it's Later good. It's fun. It is fun. Well, I- I haven't seen it. I've probably seen all the Clone Wars episodes two or three times each, and then some way more than that. But I've only seen that once forever ago, so I'm excited to revisit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll have to do that very, very soon because mm-hmm. we need to do it for this month, and we're already halfway through June. Isn't that insane? Goodness uh, gracious. Yeah, I know. And Al- Alex, you mentioned Comic-Con earlier. I might also be at Comic-Con, yeah, and, and excitingly we'll, enough. We'll be announcing uh, some fun stuff that we'll be doing at Comic-Con later on in the episode, too. So Yeah. Yeah. So oh, it should wait, be fun. Wait a second. Didn't you also get something signed at San Francisco Comic-Con? Oh, yeah. I can't believe I completely yeah. forgot about this. So, uh, 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 <laughs> Rewind. Claudia Gray. Huh? Rewind. You got to reset Rewind. Your <laughs> <laughs> You're so excited that you can't yeah. even get the words out. Uh, Claudia Gray was there, uh, writer of the best book ever made lost stars <laughs> and, <laughs> and uh she was literally just at a booth um like it was like a book publisher thing they were selling books and stuff but she was there and she was like saying on twitter yeah just come by or whatever so i went over there and and was just like i was like oh my god like, i'm so <laughs> excited to meet you and i was I, I told her that her and uh Christy Golden, they're like the best Star Wars writers right now. And she thought that she she loved that. Uh, and <laughs> I was like, can you please pole? sign my book? <laughs> and now there's a super loud <laughs> speeder bike. <laughs> yeah. Um, and she wrote she wrote in it, may the force be with you. And like Aww. to Josh and all that in there. So it's very nice. It's very nice. Very and I have a nice signed you. copy of, oh my God, dog. That's I have a nice bad. signed copy of Lost Stars. So now you yeah, I can't believe I totally forgot about that. That's awesome, man. Yeah. That's one of those really cool things that you pick up at conventions that you, you can't find anywhere else but there. Like you have a, a, a piece, a physical piece of something, but also a memory attached to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That's so nice. You didn't have any burning questions about Sienna that you had to get I forgot. <laughs> I was going to ask her if, because people ask her like all the time if there's going to be a sequel. And her answer is always like, I talked to Lucas or whatever, but uh, I forgot to ask her that. Mm. I was going to ask, are we going to get a sequel? Because, like, it ends, but it doesn't, like, end, end yeah. you know? Uh, there's there's room for some more stuff, and 
and now and I forgot to ask her. So I'm kind of beating yeah, myself up about that. Yeah, I wonder if one on one you could have maybe read her face a little better if she would have yeah. given you a wink since you were clearly <laughs> such a fan. Yeah, I did see another woman getting her copy of Lost Stars signed. Also, <laughs> I just imagine you and a bunch of like you know middle aged housewives like, oh my god, uh, <laughs> Lost Stars! <laughs> Please sign it. Yeah. That's awesome. Super yeah. fun. So yeah, that was that was fun. And um, I need to get back to reading because I have so many of these comics now. I got to get through. Anyway, uh, I think that's I think we're ready to go on the topic. <laughs> I think so too. Once again, you're listening to Long Time Ago Radio. <laughs> God, I can't do it. <laughs> Whether you're from the class of 77 or Han Solo was your first Star Wars film, you're welcome here. And now on with the show. Oh, my God. I don't want this stunted slime in my sight again. This turn of events is unfortunate. Just accelerate our plans. Begin landing ground troops. Our topic this week is actually going to be a bit more of a fun one. It's going to be um, filled with many personal attacks, I feel, and <laughs> <laughs> and some other things. We're going to be talking about our personal, along with, is it time? Rolling I, I, Stone. Rolling, Rolling Stone. Stone, yeah. Same thing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, we're going to be talking about Rolling Stones. Um, top 10. I'm still laughing about the thing earlier. Uh <laughs> Top ten Star Wars characters of all time. This is their, we're going to talk about their list, but we're going to compare it to yeah. our list as well, and uh, it should be fun. So back uh, May 29th, Rolling Stone actually came out with their top 50 best Star Wars characters of all time. What they did is they limited solely to the movies, but they they weren't very specific as to what made them their their the best. There's different reasons why, but they uh, they stayed away from generic groups. They don't have anything like stormtroopers and tauntauns. And I read this list very early like right when it came out and i wanted to see what your guys's top 10 were compared to their list because their list is very unique interesting mm-hmm. i'm very because we don't so me and josh have not seen this list yeah so um, neither no. of you have seen it so this and we be, haven't seen each other's lists either no. so i um, probably be good to start with what you guys feel are your top 10s and then we'll go into what their top 10 were mm. well i think i know i speak for myself but i think i speak for josh as well as that i could not limit it to the films i feel so strongly that the cartoon series are part of the yeah. whole jam especially how some characters appear in both and get fleshed out in both that i have to include the other ones yeah i literally could not I, I couldn't do it. Like, I had to have comic <laughs> books and, like, novel characters oh, and stuff in there. It was that's, impossible. That's fine. They're, again, their list, I think, was made for more of a general <laughs> audience, but it'll be interesting right. to see. Because, again, you guys know a lot more Star Wars compared to some of these writers do. I would so, assume so. Yeah, definitely. Especially <laughs> since, uh, on spoilers, they were talking about, oh, Darth Maul may meet Obi-Wan Kenobi in the next movie. And we've. Nope. S- nope. That's not going to happen. I'm sorry. <laughs> what? What? Although, when was it written? The day after Solo came out. <laughs> okay. That's when that, you know, quote-unquote, you know, possible yeah. thing could happen. But You know what's funny is uh, my my dad is, like, a just casual Star Wars fan. He j- only watches the movies, and he just, like, whatever. I He liked Solo. I asked him how he felt about Darth Maul, and he was like, it was fine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. He didn't care, like, which, which was a great sobering reminder that he's probably 95% of the people that watch that movie were like, yeah, all right. 
Right, totally. And then everybody else in the 5% was like, what if it's too confusing? Or and like, then that 1% know. peed themselves. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. Everyone I saw it with was thrilled. So, you know, you yeah. take, I'll take the confusion. Yeah, that's um. fine. <laughs> All right, so... Do, are we? We're doing their list first. No, no. Let's let's do your guys' list oh, first. Okay. So and, and okay. Did you, did do you your rank list? Yours? I didn't. Oh yeah, I have I have mine. But are they ranked? Like, is it ten to one? Um, they are. They're ranked for like the top five, and then the rest is just kind of. Okay. Like whoever. So why don't we each say our bottom five, and. Okay. I go through those. You can go through your bottom five first. <clears throat> or, I don't know. We'll just see. Just say one of yours. Sure. Oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll just start with my number 10. Yeah, okay. let's go from And 10 again, through. everything below five is in is not in any, like, order. It's just kind of there. My sure. number 10 is Yoda. Oh, wow. Okay. I just really love Yoda. And when he showed up in Last Jedi, I was the happiest boy. <laughs> and I just feel like there's so many like, nice quotes in that one scene in those like three minutes and yeah it was very nice i and i I also just like yoda as a character yeah like i think he's super cool i like the idea of i also like goblins so he kind of reminds me of like this little (laughs) (laughs) benign goblin who who's like okay eating 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 breakfast sausages on (laughs) on uh on, uh, oh my god i almost called it dantooine i almost called it dathomir yeah. Dagobah. Dagobah, that's <laughs> one. Um, should I? Okay, so Yoda's on my list. Should I say where he is on mine, or should we just yeah. keep going with my ten? Okay, so Yoda is my number three out of ten. Nice. I, and I was kind of saying this before we started to Alex that, you know, I fell in love with Star Wars by just rewatching, obviously, the original trilogy, like we all did, over and over and over and over and over again. And it's funny to kind of weigh my obsessions as a child and what I thought was amazing with what I know now as an adult and my feelings and then obviously all the cartoons and everything. Um, But Yoda has just been, I was Yoda for Halloween. I've told this before when I was in fifth grade, I scooted around on a little skateboard and had a mask, it was great. my sister also loves Yoda. That is by far her favorite character. And I think her love of it, and I used to do the voice for her. And, you know, there's like, it's just so tied to, and then the first scene where we see him, where he's pretending not to be Yoda, and he's crawling around, and he's bugging R2-D2, that used to be my favorite scene in anything ever. I just would watch that over and over again and just giggle and giggle and giggle. And it's insane to think, like, what without that movie if yoda wasn't a puppet like how people fans now would react to something like that i just it's just so bizarre but so magical and wonderful and frank they'd be like it looks terrible right (laughs) it's absurd but like frank oz and 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 you know gave gave it so much life and the puppetry is just you know and i find it amazing that they even went back to the puppet um in the prequels because they're like nah yoda's a puppet he just is um um, but then they fixed it because it looked terrible. But anyway, yes, I love Yoda. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you want to do? Um, I could do my number ten and see if it's yeah, on go list. for it. Okay. My number ten is BB-8. I he's not on that list. I love droids. I love the fact, kind of like Yoda, that you take something mechanical and give it so much personality. And I think one of the reasons I love BB-8 so much is because of the pressure that must have been on this new trilogy to create a R2-D2-esque character 
that people aren't like, oh, well, you're just trying to make something cute for the sake of being cute. Um, I haven't heard anyone say anything bad about BB-8 ever, um, which is yeah, rare. I, <laughs> <laughs> um, I would say BB-8 is probably one of the most popular characters right now. Like most, right? When I see most like kids wearing Star Wars stuff, it's either Ray or BB-8. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think his character or design, Kylo sometimes. Yeah. But. I think his design is awesome. I love the scenes when they're flying around the Falcon the first time and he's rolling around and then he shoots out his things. And then uh, the first scene of The Last Jedi when he has to put all his little arms <laughs> to try and stop Poe Dameron's ship from exploding. And I don't know. I, I just, I love BB-8. I love, you know, just the design of it, the science behind it and his personality, his kind of sassiness came off so well. So I love him. I'm a cutesy person. You're going to see a cutesy thread on my list for sure. All right, what's your number nine, Josh? My number nine is actually Kylo. I think that he's just such a complicated person on so many levels. And I I find that, like, really fascinating. Um, I I feel like he has... Before uh, episode eight, I would have said he's clearly on a redemption arc. And now... I'm like, God, I don't know. And I'm, like, so interested to see where they take this character. Um, just because they they are not, you know, they're not obviously kind of not probably going to do the redemption arc thing anymore. Yeah. And I'm kind of like, well, what do you do with this kid? Like, do you just keep him evil? Yeah. Like, has he truly, like, severed the ties to his past, which is something I think is really interesting that they're playing with? So I don't know. But I think he's very interesting and uh i i want i want more of him like i can't wait until there's like a novel yeah where we can like dig into his mind a little you know that's a good point i wonder yeah. how his thought his train of thought goes yeah um my nine is also kylo ren bonus points i love him i love adam driver which is a uh, bias i have i loved him on girls and i continue to love him i think he's one of i've heard some people say some some confusing things about how they don't really get him but i think that's what makes him such a fascinating and honestly unique villain i remember walking out of force awakens and my strongest feeling being Besides, like, oh, my God, I'm so happy. It was, like, Kylo Ren's one of the most interesting villains I've ever seen because whatever is happening in your head, like you said, it's something I can't figure out. Like, it's uncharted territory a little bit. Um, To see someone so openly struggling with the good and, like, hating himself for it is is something I can't remember the last time I saw and and portrayed in such a manic way, the way that Adam Driver does. you know, he clearly has no control over how he feels. And, and it's as opposed to like this Darth Vader, you know, walking around. I know everything. I'm in charge. I'm evil. And then, uh, I don't know, maybe I'll stare off into the distance in my helmet for like a hot second. And you can like think maybe I'm thinking like he's so he's so tortured. So, yeah, I'm with you. I love him. Yeah. I think he's badass. Uh-huh. Let's see. Do you hate so- all these characters, Alex? Or do you have any... <laughs> worst characters ever <laughs> no I, I i'm enjoying listening to this because uh, i don't okay. think i've ever really had a chance to well no as a kid i made my top 10 list but that was way before we had all these new movies yeah right. it's, it's uh it's, it's fun listening to see hear why people like certain characters and why because i think we all have our own 
unique take and you know our we connect to them differently sure mm-hmm. all right what's your eight josh my number eight is obi-wan oh obi-wan kenobi i feel like it's be hard to, it'd be hard for almost anyone to have a top 10 and not have obi-wan on there because well, he's touched like uh, all yeah. of the movies and like almost he's he's such a primary mover in like clone wars and has so much going on and yeah. you feel like you know most of his life yeah and it's one of like maybe a little bit of tragedy but also just like overwhelming purpose that yeah. i think is really interesting i like that overwhelming purpose um obi-wan kenobi is my number one well i know oh. it's it's been in flux <laughs> for a while i'll say and right now, and this might just be because if you go back a couple episodes, we had a whole episode of character study on Obi-Wan Kenobi. And mm-hmm. I went back and I watched all of his episodes from Clone Wars. And, you know, there's something so, like, brilliant to me about that character. He is tactically brilliant. He is calm. He is hilarious. He is super kind. Um He's like super sexy in the cartoon, and they added when, once, especially when they added the Satine storyline. For me, he's one of the most human characters. Like he has, you know, all this stuff going on that that is a little bit more relatable than you know the kind of you know full Jedi drama. You know, um, I don't know. There's just something about him that I find incredibly interesting and attractive. Um, and he is. He's this constant throughout the series. Um, but anytime, I just find myself, whenever I'm in Clone Wars and I see him on screen, I'm just like so interested in what he has to say. I love his humor in the prequels. Um, I think Ewan McGregor does such a great job. And I think that if they ever do an Obi-Wan, Ewan McGregor, Old Man Ben movie, it would be the greatest movie that was ever made. So, yeah. I just really love Obi-Wan. He's, I find him to be like the, the moral center of the whole universe. Um nice that's me um but my number eight um is kind of tied into that is darth maul darth maul's not number six oh look at that yeah so i I would imagine that some people who aren't super into the cartoons might be like so just the guy that's in a couple scenes who gets cut in half like who has two lines (laughs) yeah he's on your list um but yeah, I mean, we've talked about it before. In Clone Wars, they give him such an incredible arc and that is played so well by Sam Witwer. That's his name, correct? Yes. Um, that, And then now with him coming back in the new movies, he has, I don't know, there's such an excitement around him, not to mention his character design is the coolest thing in the world. So, yeah. Your Darth Maul thoughts, your Molly thoughts? Yeah, I think Maul is just such a cool villain. Yeah. Just in appearance and motivation and stuff. Um, I mean, he was kind of used and abused as a as a <laughs> child, and yeah, like kind of just brought up to be an like a, an assassin. That's like literally his entire life. And then and then he it's he kind of struggles to find himself in a way. Like and but he never does, which I think is part of like a core tragedy of the yeah. character. Like, all he does is search for revenge. And until the very end, you know. Um, and another thing I like, I find pretty interesting about him is that he's one of the only characters right now in Star Wars that has, like, a complete arc. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Like, I, I had a friend be like, I wish there was more of Darth Maul. And I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> uh, I was like, there are two comic book series completely devoted to him. I was like, he's in, mo like, many Clone Wars and Rebels episodes. Yeah. Like, like did the dude, ha like, his entire life is on display here. Right. Like, there's, there's plenty, you know, to go around. Well, I think what you said about how, you know, he has this tragic end to his arc is makes I think that tragedy feels so much more palpable because we feel like we've gone on a journey with him and I'm not sure how many characters you know have had that full journey I mean obviously like Luke has um but uh yeah no I agree with you I think it's amazing how much I felt for that character <laughs> you know but you know you gotta just I think that had that character design not been so boss we would never never have seen him again don't you think yeah like that's an example where someone did such a good job in their little one aspect of making that film that the character lived on because i think he was just too cool to let go um yeah very yeah, he cool was, he was very cool um your number seven that that was your number eight? Yeah, that was my number eight. Okay, my number seven's Ray. My number seven's Ray. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. just, I love Ray. She's awesome. My. I don't know what else to say about her. My favorite thing about Ray, and I think the only reason she's not higher is kind of what we were just saying, is that I don't know where she's going to go. I think once we finish her arc, I might, she might move up more. Um, but since we're still kind of figuring out who she is and what role she's going to play, I'm, I'm being a little, uh, little, little cautious. But my, my love of Rey, I think, is exemplified in one moment, and it's so small. It's when she's, I do not remember the name of the planet Luke is on and hiding away. Um, uh, Octo. Octo? Yeah. Octo. Octo. That little yeah. island outside of Ireland. Um, yeah. <laughs> when she, it's just before she has another Skype call, the famous shirtless Skype call, I believe, maybe it's a different one, with Kylo Ren, um, she just puts her hand out and feels the rain because she's never felt rain before. And no, I think the the shirtless one is after is that. It's after that, yeah. Yeah, that that's the one where I love, oh my God, I love this shot. I'm sure you do too. That yeah, she's seeing rain for the first time, and then when they cut to Kylo, there's literally like sparks raining from yeah. the factory that he's oh, that's right. standing in. So it's like this 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 uh, dichotomy of yeah. like this rain of fire, sort yeah. of, and his like this rage, and then in, in her it's like calm and peace, sort of. But... And and like and like the joy and a wonder about life. Yeah, that's that's yeah. that's a good point. Um, but yeah, just her her brightness is so welcome. Um, and, you know, her moment in Force Awakens when she grabs a lightsaber is, like, my favorite moment in all of Star Wars. So, yeah. She's pretty awesome. Yeah. And she's obviously inspired, like, a whole legion of little Star Wars girls. Um, I just am so thankful <laughs> every day when I see a little girl in a Ray outfit. It's just so exciting. Yeah. She's awesome. There is that, there is that aspect, too. Yeah. But I also just think she's a really interesting character on top of that like i don't know that she necessarily would would have been that if she wasn't interesting yeah from the get-go as well like i and and i think she strikes a chord really well with young fans because her entire story is like who am i and what am i doing here sort of yeah and that's a that's a primary kind of thing for young people 
Yeah. Like, you know. Well, her speech, her talking with Luke in the in the old tree, um, when he asks like, "Who are you?" and you know, her trying to figure out who she is in that moment. She is she has such vulnerability and like honesty, but like, I, I really love that scene, that conversation. I think you see a lot into her. Um, yeah, she's great. I'm excited to see where it goes. Yeah. I'm sure she's gonna end up being a badass hero in the end. I don't see them destroying her in any no, way. No, I, d- I, I doubt it. I was worried about that maybe going into Last Jedi, mm-hmm. like them flipping, but now I think like I think they got close to that, and then, and then literally like we're like nope, like <laughs> in the middle of that movie, like psych, you know. Um, but. Yeah. It's going to be interesting. Episode nine is going to be so fascinating. I know it could go anywhere, and it's partly because of these two characters. It's like, who is Ray going to be, and who's who's Kylo going to be? We don't yeah. really know. I love it. Um, your number six. My number six was Maul, so I don't. Okay. Who was? Who my was number six is Asajj. Okay, she's not on my list at all. Uh, but that's not to say that, that's not to say uh, people on this list are not th- people I like. Um, so Alex pipes up for the first time. Why don't you, how high would Asajj be on your list, Alex? Uh, I'd say top three. Top three. Yeah. I just Um, love her story arc. Yep. Yes. Asajj Mm -hmm. Ventress is, there's a couple things contributing that to me. Again, character design. I love her character design. I love her voice. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, she is so unique in her place in the universe, like Darth Maul. Um, you know, you can have a moment where her and Obi-Wan happen to be on the same side. And so they're like, all right, <laughs> you know, time to fight. Um, yeah, it's got to, it's just the way she is, the badassery of her. Um, you know, there's a, gosh, it's, it's a little intangible for me to say. It's about, especially with Clone Wars, it's like who I get excited about when I see them on screen, who I want to see fight, you know, um, you know, who has the better quips and the, and the more kind of ambiguous alliances. Um, I like those characters and she exemplifies that for sure. Mm-hmm. I, I do enjoy her as a character just because she has a fascinating arc and she actually develops over the course of Clone Wars and dark disciple and all that um she's not just this like static kind of thing that maybe some characters are at times like it seems like she fluctuates a lot and and in interest and always in interesting ways yeah and uh oh and also fun fact uh (laughs) her voice actress also plays uh Helga's older sister on Hey Arnold. Hey! <laughs> I think that's hilarious. I was just, I was like, who's the voice actress for her? And I was looking at what else she'd done. And I saw Hey Arnold. And I was like, I gotta know. Like, that's awesome. What that's else great. she played? But she's been in a lot of stuff. I tell you. Yeah, she's. And she does she, voices on The Simpsons, apparently. But oh wow, she's, she's a professional. What? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, she's really cool. Uh, who's your you, number five? My number five is Palpatine, actually. <gasps> Sheev. Yes, she is Sheev, Sheev himself. Good old Sheev. Uh, I just love. Man, I he, he had, there's something about Palpatine that's just awesome. Like he he uh, <laughs> he's evil and he just makes no bones about it. Like there's yeah. there's 
probably not a good bone in his entire body. And I think that's kind of cool. I mean, that a lot of people be like, well, it makes him cartoonish. And I'm like, well, I mean, yeah. I mean, that's fine, though. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know. I, I love the whole... But I love how subtle he is in the in the prequels yep. leading up into, uh, you know, the original trilogy. And then in the original trilogy, he's just this, like, gross old wizard. Yeah. He's, like, super tired but still trying to fight the fight, you know. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I just love him. I love his voice. Ian McDermott's the man, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, I love that his voice is inspired by, like, a frog. Oh, is that true? Basically. Yeah, he uh, the, uh, the if if people are interested in that uh, Ian McDermott's like whole process for Palpatine and stuff, he did a whole panel where it was just him and uh, Warwick Davis talking at Celebration. Oh, cool! Last mm-hmm. year, and they asked him about how he got into character and stuff, and he said that he just made a bunch of like gross, like frog sounds from his stomach. Oh like like bleh, like kind of sounds <laughs> and then after that like he could kind of break into the voice or whatever interesting um, what's yeah. interesting is that we do that before we record <laughs> <laughs> yeah this is not my real voice no ooh, ooh. <laughs> yeah she was great if anyone didn't hear our original uh, couple podcasts like maybe last year we found i didn't know his name was sheev i find that yep. amazing sheev sheev and i also loved i think on that episode i still think about this Josh, you made a joke about, because my question was, what does he think every day? He gets up and he's like, I'm going to be evil. <laughs> and I said, you were like that song, like, Sunday morning, da, da, da. Oh. <laughs> 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 um, it's a beautiful new day. Um, I just, I'm at, now imagining Mr. Blue Sky as he's like brushing his teeth. And yeah. Like, Sun is shining <laughs> exactly. in the sky. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, he's just doing his thing, being evil, but... Yeah. There's a character that I would take, but correct me if I'm wrong. What do we know? Is there like a book about him just doing his thing? There was in Legends. Uh, I'm pretty sure the um, the the Plagueis book is mostly about him. Yeah. Like killing Plagueis because they they that's implied in Episode Three. Mm-hmm. I that mean, he was the one who did it. But would would a throwback origin young like sheev palpatine movie be something that was good like his uh, descent into <laughs> evil. when you say that though i'm imagining like the framing device of the movie is like current old man palpatine like looking at pictures on his desk <laughs> uh, those <laughs> were picture the frames yeah those were the times and then it's like a flashback to <laughs> to to uh, James Franco. Oh, yes, <laughs> sold. Sold. I've seen people say that he would be a he would be a good young. See, my concern, Palpatine. my concern for something like that, like when what was it the the Mummy Two? Is that the one with the Scorpion King? Yeah. So they portray the Scorpion King as this bad guy, right? Like from the very beginning, he's trying to conquer places and he's just murdering, killing. And then he watched the Scorpion King movie as an origin, and all of a sudden he's like fighting for the people and all this stuff. It is don't. Just make him bad. Just, yeah. just, he do, and he's doing it to some dope Godsmack songs that we'll yeah. all remember. <laughs> oh, man. Those were, those, were the da- those were the days. <laughs> those were the days. Like rubs his hand down the picture frame. Okay, fine. We need a parody film then because he's just, he's <laughs> no, just ripe I, for parody. I, I would love it. I would actually really love like a 
like the the Palpatine biopic right? <laughs> or whatever or biopic or however you say it. I like it. I like yeah. Maybe it's just a huge fever dream he has like, yeah. as he's exploding on the last. As he's, as, he's as he's falling. Yeah, yeah. he remember, remembers his entire life on the way down. The I last words it. he say are, is, uh, Sheev. <laughs> That's what it'll be called. And then yeah. the, the two tor- stormtroopers are like, did he just say Sheev? <laughs> what does that mean? I don't know. I don't know. Oh, wait, okay, quick oh, Palpatine God. question. Yeah. So, like, Palpatine becomes Emperor, right? Mm-hmm. And right. then he's also... Sidious, do those things become like the same to no, others? Because I like most people don't know that he's all. Th- most people don't even know that he's all like gross and deformed. Right. Okay. Okay. That's now. Right. All right. Yeah. Okay. So like they wouldn't know that he's like a Sith Lord either. But when he comes on like the Death Star, they're like, "Oh, the Emperor is here," and that's clearly like. Yeah. Like. <laughs> well, he's known as Lost Emperor. Stars. <laughs> he's known as Emperor Palpatine. He's not known as Darth Sidious. Like they're yeah. referencing him as, you know, he's he's the leader of of our, I guess, military government. Right. Okay. So they know he has power, but they don't. I don't think a lot of people know how much power he has, except for like his his inner circle. So right. after he got like super effed up by the like lightning and stuff, and his face got all melty, um, he was. He was then like, okay, I guess I'm not going to show up at the Senate chambers well, and no. wear the robes. You have to remember, at the very end of Revenge of the Sith, he pulls back the hood and he shows everybody, I've been disfigured. Like, oh, the, yeah. the Jedi are attacking. Oh, that's so right. I'm assuming that's at some right. point right. between then and the, the portrayal we see of him in Rebels, he, quote-unquote, gets healed. Like, they oh, try yeah. to better his image. But oh, yeah, yeah, he comes out looking like a like a. But also, pale he's raisin. only... He's only coming out that way to the Senate, so like yes. you right. could argue, yeah, you could argue that they were able to like cover it up or say he healed because in all of the hollows and stuff that he gives, he looks young. Like at the end of um, Rebels when he yes, shows exactly. up, he looks yep. all nice. Yes, and, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Copy. That. <laughs> and then and speaking to that exact scene when he shows up on the Death Star, and th- that happens in Lost Stars, and like Cyanna's there, and her comment is that's him like he looks disgusting and stuff (laughs) like she doesn't look he doesn't look anything like the you know like the the government has everyone believe yeah and stuff um fascinating shiz yeah uh who's your number five my number five is general Leia Leia organa yeah she's not on my list either and i've just realized that's fine i have some obvious uh, ones that not aren't on but my i list. also but it's like i it's hard to rank because there's so many great characters yes no totally and you get into a whole thing where you're like oh should i put them on here well, like that, i yeah totally i had these where i'm like yeah. okay I should obviously have this character. I'm like, no, this is my list. This is about my heart. <laughs> yes, and, what you want. Right. And my heart is for Leia. And I specifically say General Leia because I loved her and The Last Jedi so much. Um, I think I think my favorite moment with her is when Poe's trying to get everybody out of the cave and then everybody looks at her and she's like, well, what the hell are you looking at me for? Like, follow yeah. her. <laughs> like, she has this, like, level, and she always has. Carrie Fisher always had this level of, like, you know, sass. Like, I'm smarter than you and I'm tired of your BS. Like, <laughs> but she's also super kind and super smart. But it's the, it's the, it's the sass that she always had. Um, 
And I feel like she probably contributed to the level of sass I have in my life. Watching the way <laughs> she, you know, big moving carpet out of my way. Like, you know, just from day one was just not, you know, taking a knee for anybody. So I love me some Leia. Yeah, Leia's great. I wish <laughs> that she had made my list, but she didn't. But this is the most tragic thing about it is like she, I, I don't know what they're going to do. And I have faith because I've loved everything. I am so sad that we didn't get what I was thinking was going to be a very Leia-focused episode nine. Um, I think it was going to end up being a mother-son story, which is something we haven't really seen. Um, and I, 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 we're going to have to do something to finish out her arc. But I, 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 I'm sad that we're not going to be able to see the whole thing, you know, the way it, it could have been. Um. Yeah, I I think I think we mentioned this on the last show that I think it opens up some interesting possibilities for Episode Nine, especially after being Last Jedi, or, or especially being after Last Jedi, opens up this. I I'm really hoping that the theme of the movie is kind of like how do we go on now that literally everyone, yeah, minus Chewbacca, <laughs> is <laughs> pretty much gone. You yeah. know. Like what is like what is Star Wars after the people that you know launched it are gone, and yeah. I think that's an uh, interesting thing they can play with. Obviously, like it's it's terrible that like, Carrie's gone and stuff, and I wish that we could have gotten to see that story, but ultimately she left behind something great. Oh yeah. So. I I'm rewatching Last Jedi on every anytime I see it pop up, I just put it on. And I just can't. The scene with her and Luke, I just can't. Like, it just breaks my heart. I know. <laughs> and it's it's crazy to think that that scene didn't mean what it did when they filmed it. Yeah, right? And then, and then it takes on an entirely different context oh, after the movie comes out. Just and it's just, like, heart. heartbreaking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's something we get to watch and kind of, like, you know, it's a little memorial to them both. And it's just, oh, <laughs> so yeah. real. All right, number four. My number four is Ahsoka. My number four is Ahsoka. All right. (laughs) Double points. (laughs) You guys are at seven points so far. Just see. Seven points, great. Keep track. Thank you. Um, man, like Ahsoka's great. I thought Ahsoka was gonna be one or two for you. I'm pretty sure I know who your number one is, but I I thought Ahsoka might be number two. So I'm very curious. I've said who my number one is like a lot. Oh yeah, I know who your number one is. I'm guessing now that I now I know who your number two is. All right, I I can guess. I'm gonna have you guess when we get there because I'm super (laughs) curious. (laughs) Um, but yeah, Ahsoka is the freaking best. She's the best. She's awesome. Another character that goes through so much growth and change. Like, Uh, her arc's not... I don't think her arc is over. No, absolutely not. Like, if anything, like, it's just beginning. (laughs) Well, I mean, considering it works, I'm excited for you to see her origin, because you haven't yet. Yeah. To go from this, like, you know, actually little kid. You know, she is. She's a little kid. And to get where we saw her in the last season of Rebels, that's just a huge amount of growth. Um, and her last arc on Clone Wars is, I mean, that was the main question. We've talked about this before. That was the main question when they introduced Ahsoka is what's going to happen to her. Um, mm-hmm. And 
you know, it blew away my expectations, how good that, that exit for her was um, from that show and from, uh, you know, Anakin's storyline at the time. Yeah. Um, I don't think I've talked to anybody who dislikes her, considering how much ire there was at the beginning when she was on the scene. But I, I just think she brought a new energy um, to, the, to the universe. For I sure. love her. Love her to pieces. Yeah, she's amazing. I named my dog after her. <laughs> we have we have some art of her uh, in our hallway. She's amazing. She's great. I yes, uh, yes. I just want more of her because like it like she is probably she is one of the most fascinating characters probably in all of Star Wars. Like, well, we don't have don't a lot of ambiguous. <laughs> We don't have a lot of ambiguous lights, I think we've talked about this. We have these, you know, like, we have the Asajas and the Darth Mauls and the Kylo Rens, who are kind of these ambiguous dark side force users. We don't have a ton of ambiguous light side dark uh, force users. Um, so she's yeah. a really cool... We're, it's, I'm excited to see what happens with her. If I don't, I, Do you think we're going to get her in Resistance? Yeah. You do? You're very confident yeah. about that? I think that there will be episodes where, like, her and Sabine show up. At least once, at some point, you know, I I would be so surprised if they never bring that up, right? You know, well, I mean, he must have some plan for them, right? Like, yeah, would we? I would like just to see the Sabine and Ahsoka go on adventure show, to be honest. But anyway, yeah, but I I also feel like if you use them spare sp- more sparingly, they might have more impact. Oh, when they sure. do show up. Yeah, that's a good point. Otherwise, it might just be them flying around and having, like, Monster of the Week <laughs> kind of stories. For, I'm fine with that. You know? Like a Liberty Shirley going around <laughs> getting into mayhem. They're I love gonna it. make it Personally, I'm, I'm... Sorry. <laughs> Personally, I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited about the what they've set up Resistance to be. Like, the I, I love the... Oh, yeah kind of rogue squadron fighter pilot kind of thing um like just give me star wars top gun you know yeah. oh, that would be, be so fun. awesome but I, I i do think when and if they show up it should it should be like meaningful because these are two of like the most important characters right in this like animated universe and so them showing up should be like oh my god there they are like what yeah. have they been up to you know um, yeah, totally. Yeah. Very cool. All right, uh, what's your number three? My number three is Barriss Offee. Uh, <laughs> oh, I did not expect Barriss. Hashtag the Clone Wars were alive. <laughs> Hashtag Barriss was right. With... Oh, okay. my God. We barely get any of this character. Right. But I think she's so interesting and deserves so much more. So for people who maybe not aren't as in-depth with the Clone Wars, why don't you explain a little bit about who Barriss is? Barriss Afi is a Jedi Padawan. Uh, She's green. She's not a tweet. I don't remember what she is. She's a... I'm looking at the word right now. M-I-R-I-A-L-A-N. Mirialon? Sure. There you go. (laughs) Uh, She's the same race as her master, right? Luminara? Yes. Okay, yeah. Which 
When I was at San Francisco Comic Con, I saw someone dressed up as Luminara, and they looked excellent. Nice. And but I couldn't get a picture at the time. But I was like, oh my god, it's <laughs> Luminara. Uh, Barris is so cool. When she first shows up, you're like, sure, this is gonna be like Ahsoka's best friend or whatever, like whatever. And they kind of they play that off a little bit. Like there's a couple episodes where they're like being buddy buddy, you know. But mm-hmm. then later on, like she's not really around. And then yeah, it's the final Ahsoka's final arc where like she really kind of shows back up. Yeah, and, you don't really want to spoil it because and I, I don't want to spoil it because it's so <laughs> good. And I'll, and her like rant kind of thing at the end is just so great. Like it's such a great setup for what happens in episode three. Yeah, that you that you are that that's why I have the joke and we have the shirt <laughs> on our <laughs> store. Barris was right. Uh, yeah i she's so cool and like she just she's never gotten really anything other than her just being in clone wars and i'm like what happened to her after like i want to know there were so many people that thought that the seventh sister was her and then that wasn't because they're both kind of like the same color Mm -hmm. um but which would have been cool but i yeah didn't end up happening well, I find it interesting and, and, and accurate that, and I like that they had someone, you know, a force user, a Jedi in training, who was like call, seeing this stuff as it was, like who was actually aware. Because you would think that someone would start feeling like something was wrong and that not all the Jedi would be down to be playing war heroes for so long. Um, right. So it's cool that they, that they did that through a Padawan as kind of like a foil to... Um, Ahsoka, and yeah, she's cool. I did not expect that to be in your top three, so that was a... Makes sense, though. It's was, Josh. It is. I forgot about Josh. that. Um, my number three was Yoda, so we, nice. already, we already discussed him. Uh, can I guess your number two? Yes. Sienna Ree. Yeah. <laughs> Lost so I guess, I guess uh, that wasn't too hard. Yeah, Sienna. Um... She is the best. I don't know what else to say. I also really like Thane. But again, it's like, there's only so much room on this <laughs> list, you know? So that's a good question, though. So this uh, is obviously Lost Stars, the, the book that, yes. that Josh adores. Why Sienna over Thane? I, I just think her... I think she's just more interesting. Mm-hmm. Thane, Thane's cool and all. Like, he's just kind of a guy that doesn't really know where he's supposed to be at any given time like he's never really (laughs) felt like he's had the freedom to really choose his own path and then he finally has it and then he's like i don't really know what i'm doing yeah uh whereas cyana is like very determined and i i I don't know she just feels very human to me Mm -hmm. and the ways that she has to deal with like her lack of privilege and like the way she has to try and stay do these mental gymnastics in the empire and she's like also one of the only imperial characters we've ever met that like actually has a good heart who like thinks that this is the best way to do things but right is getting frustrated by everyone around her because they aren't they're they're not doing you know as much as she's doing right kind of thing um yeah yeah she's just super fascinating to me and and a really like well fleshed out character that feels 
like very human to me like in a way that lots of characters sometimes don't feel Mm-hmm. Like, I love Darth Maul, but I wouldn't say that he feels human. Right. He feels cartoony, but Star right. Wars is, that's what Star Wars is. So, like, I'm I'm in for that, right? But, like, not her. I feel like she is, like, on a whole other level. Yeah. Um, that's legit. That's just how... has so much depth. Yeah. yeah. That's, I was going to say, that's that's what I said about me loving Obi-Wan so much, is that he feels really human to me. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, what was I going to say? <gasps> You're number two. I could just say my number two, I guess. We yeah. can just move right along. Um, speaking of number two, R2-D2. Is it a Padawan? Oh. It's R2-D2. <laughs> um, okay. So it's funny talking about like characters who have like these interesting ideas and these complicated confrontations and these backstories and these character developments. And, and R2-D2 is just a droid. But... Again, this goes back to me being a kid and why I fell in love with Star Wars and why it appealed to me. And R2-D2, again, it's like you can boil down why I love Star Wars to that one scene in Empire Strikes Back when R2-D2 and Yoda are fighting with each other over that piece of food. Like, to me, like, the joy and weirdness of that moment is, like, exactly what I love about Star Wars. It's that you have these epic confrontations, like, you are my brother! And then you have R2-D2 being like, what up? I'm gonna set these guys on fire and then just stroll away. Like, <laughs> the the humor and the, the character design, you know, he is the robot to end all robots. He is the ultimate anthropomorphized tonka junk and... Um, and he just brings a smile on my face every time I see him. I can't, I can't not be happy when R two D two is around. Even when I he, hear his little beeps or boops, it's just instant joy in my soul. He is a nice little droid, and he does make people smile. He does. He makes Nicole smile. Yes. <laughs> and that's it's all that matters. The positivity. That's all that matters. For the positivity aspect of Star Wars that I like. Yeah. You know, it's it's fun. It's a fun space adventure. And yeah. You we know. shouldn't take it so seriously. We shouldn't take it so seriously. Like, let's just have fun with it. I know you're number one. <laughs> do you? Yes, I do. What is it? It's Luke Skywalker. Yeah, all right. Oh! <laughs> Bonus yes, points. Yes, it, it is Luke Skywalker. <laughs> Thanks, Alex. Which most people would be like, that's such a boring, it's a boring <laughs> choice. No, I think Luke is super interesting. He goes from being just like the, the hero that everybody you know loves and all that and 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 then he he kind of turns into this grizzled post-hero old man and but then you know gets to become like the legend that he he was and stuff i i don't know he just has such an interesting arc and i know there's people out there that don't like his portrayal in the last jedi and you know what i mean i don't i think i think it's perfectly fine but uh i just love the idea that he struggles with his own identity in like mm-hmm. a post kind of world that still thinks they need him. Man, I okay, I need to put this in the description. There's an amazing, and maybe I'll put a, a, the time code where they need to go. There's an amazing Wisecrack video called something that's like the era of the post hero. And uh-huh. it's it talks about how the, the uh, kind of superhero genre films and like games Logan. and stuff that we're watching and playing right now are very indicative of the post-Western, which is uh, the, the genre that emerged after the Western became just kind of very, you know, mm-hmm. like, guy rolls into town, 
kills a bunch of people, leaves, like, rides off into the sunset, you know, that whole thing. It, it's like the post-Western was like, what happens to that dude when he's old yeah. and people still expect him to, like, ride into town, you know, and he's just kind of like, this isn't fixing anything. Yep. You know? Like, they they point that, that and Last Jedi is one of the movies they point out, that, like, the Last Jedi is like a post-hero movie, and that Luke has kind of come to grips with the fact that he, he, he's not just gonna solve everyone's problems, right? Like, and he can't be the person that everyone wants him to be. And there, I think yeah. that's fascinating. I, 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 Luke was never someone I was super pumped about when I was a kid. Um, the Last Jedi, you know, honestly, like he's probably if if you caught me on a different day he would easily be in my top 10 because of the last jedi um i one of the reviews that came out and i know i've said this on the pod before one of the reviews that came out about the last jedi which were all incredibly positive if we all remember um was talking about how this is such a unique film because it analyzes people in their middle age looking back on their accomplishments and trying to size up what they've actually done um like him and leia talking in that moment there's a sense of okay we're on the downhill now and this is all this is how far as you know this is where we've come we're still fighting for our lives we're barely making it like is this enough that kind of middle-aged taking stock of one's accomplishments which doesn't really get you know but like you said it is popular right now and i said logan you know lots of video games you know god of war and stuff um it is an interesting place to explore and yeah luke's great hey luke i find it funny that Neither of us have Han Solo. Neither of us have Darth Vader. I imagine both of those are going to be in this Rolling Stones top ten. Maybe. <laughs> probably. <laughs> um, I they probably would have sh- showed up if I was limited to movie characters, but I decided not to do that. You guys broke the say... rules. <laughs> Special shout-outs, though, to Hera. I was just outside of that. To Thrawn, who I feel like I couldn't in good conscience put, up, put on my list without having read the books but I find him freaking fascinating. And uh, also K2SO, who is freaking hilarious. Yeah. There was a character that couldn't make it on my list, and I was sad. And it's Jot the Ewok. <laughs> or not the, not the Ewok, Jot the Jawa. Jot the Jawa. Aww. Yes. So listening to you guys inspired me to create my own top ten list. Yay! Uh, so I'll read mine before I read you the top ten from Rolling Stone. All right. Go for Number it. Number ten. Jack Porkins, because he can't <laughs> not love a guy with the name Porkins. And for years, Fair enough. people were like, we want a Porkins action figure. And there was no Porkins action figure. And then what did they make? A Porkins action figure. Okay. Did they really? Power of the Force, I think, is. number two. Por- oh, okay. Sorry, I didn't realize who he was. Got it he's now? The super ch- he's the super chubby rebel pilot. Yeah. yeah. They came from behind, you know. Mm-hmm. Nickname Piggy. That's so mean. It is mean. Yeah. And he didn't last long, but. He didn't. Number nine. TK421, because he wasn't at his post. <laughs> TK421, why are you at your post? Number eight. DJ, because he stuttered through Star Wars and somehow escaped into the Marvel Universe and started collecting stuff on a floating head in space. Like, you can't not like a guy who hustles in Star Wars and then all of a sudden starts collecting things everywhere else. Like, that was awesome. He gets around. Number, what am I at? Seven. <laughs> Praetorian guard number two, because he does that really cool swirly move. Like, you'll see Ooh. him. He's the one that does a really cool swirly move. I thought that was awesome. <laughs> number six. 
CEO Bibble because he has an awesome name, CEO Bibble. He's the one that CEO. Yeah, go ahead. Governor CEO Bibble. He was uh, episode one Phantom oh. Menace. He's the one that says a communication disruption can only mean one thing: invasion. And like that's invasion. his. That's his it means big moment. Else. That's... And one of my favorite lines is he's like negotiations. We've lost all communication. Exactly. But what about the chancellor's ambassadors? Like he, I ball. remember being a kid and watching that scene and just being like, "Who is that guy?" And then it's just like he he has this air of of worry and he's just like, "Just yeah. just calm down, dude. Everyone else is calm <laughs> except for you." Yeah, he seems really stressed Everything's out. Everything's gonna be cool, guy. <laughs> <laughs> so number right. six, Salacious Crumb, just because of his laugh. I love his laugh. <laughs> number, actually no, that was number. Uh, I'm bad at numbers. Whatever. Next is uh, <laughs> Lumpy, because wait. Oh gosh! <laughs> I just wanted to say real quick. Uh-huh. I looked up Salacious B. Crumb and his character, his creature name. He is a Kowakian monkey lizard. Yes. So, monkey lizard is a thing. Continue. So number four, Lumpy, because he is probably the cutest Wookiee we will ever see. Oh. Probably one of the most annoying sounded sounding Wookies too. He's really cute. Uh, number three is Dengar because he gets literally no love throughout all of Star Wars. And number Dengar. Is that why everyone's always like Dengar movie, please, or whatever? Yep. <laughs> and number two and one are the saviors of the galaxy. Uncle oh. Owen and Aunt Beru. And Aunt Beru. <laughs> I was going to put them on my list, too, but I was going to say, you know, I feel like it's unfair and disrespectful to use their deaths as like a, you know, but yes. I had to. Very... Very good. All right, now I'll read you Rolling Stone. So they did 50, their top 50 best Star Wars characters of all time. Here is number 10. Number 10 right. is BB-8. Oh, BB-8 okay. was, was mine. Right? Number 10. Number 9, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Okay. okay. I'm more right. the ones that I had. Number 8, R2-D2. Yes. All right. Number 7, Rey. Okay. Seven with Ray. That's triple mm-hmm. points for us, I think. Number six. Uh, yeah, triple points. Number six, Luke Skywalker. Yeah. Number five, Princess Leia. Yeah. Number four, Yoda. Yoda. Number three, Boba Fett. <laughs> yeah. Number three, Boba Fett. Yeah, it's one of those, you know, it's... That one's a little I, questionable. I would love to hear someone who would put Boba Fett in their top ten defend why Boba Fett was in their top yeah. ten. Number like, two, yeah. Darth Vader. That's fair. Number one, Han Solo. Really? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that was someone's That's, list. That was someone's that was list. Someone's list. To be fair, this came out around the time that Solo came out, so I'm wondering sure. if they purposely skewed it that way. Yeah, a little paid advertisement Something. there. Something. Um, you know, the thing about Han is that while he is undeniably a fun character to have around, I think he doesn't go through very much... His evolution just seems kind of like every dude i know who's in like the late <laughs> 20s and it's like all right come on care for other people it's about time yeah like it's not you know <laughs> a huge emotional revelation but he is fun and unique and definitely influenced uh, a lot of people and in their interpretation of cool which i like yeah he made star wars cool i think without han solo in the, in the very first film we probably wouldn't have gotten any more because he yeah. added a level of non-nerd to the whole thing <laughs> non-nerd non-nerd <laughs> 
<laughs> all right. All right. Um, I will say to make my list, I went to the, the Wikipedia that just is Star Wars characters, and I uh-huh. read through all of them, and it was a blast. So I very much recommend going and, and just reading through all these uh, characters. There was a lot of voice actors that I didn't know about. There was a lot of actor-actors I didn't know about. I didn't know Joseph Gordon-Levitt played the weird alien guy in Last Jedi who was like, you can't park there. Mm-hmm. Did not know that, so. Oh, yeah, I think um, I heard that somewhere. They redubbed his voice, but he, he did the... Gotcha. Yeah. And I also say that Dengar's entry on, on this character list is one of the longest ones. Um, and apparently his Legends continuity has a ton in it, so maybe one day we should do a character study of Dengar. I'd be down. <laughs> we should. Yep. <laughs> I know nothing about him, so... <laughs> I just know he showed up in like a comic I was reading, and I was like, "Get him out of here! I don't care." But <laughs> see, no love for Dengar. <laughs> I because <know. laughs> he's like, he just, "What's he got going he on?" He just proved my point. What's he got under all those bandages? That's the question. That's, that's a really good question. That's It'd be funny if there was like another head. It was like Voldemort. It's just a he bunch just of jaws. Like it's a bunch of Jawas on top of each other. Yeah, <laughs> the bandages are what's holding them together. Yo. Shout out to Jot the Jawa. I couldn't make, I couldn't get him on my list. <laughs> He's the best. Anyway, um, we've been going pretty long. We need to get into this news. Let's get to the news. Let's do it. All right. I have good news for you, my lord. We have a couple news stories. For those of you in the gaming world, E3, or the the, uh, Electronics Entertainment Expo, yeah, uh, happened last week. It was pretty cool. Becky, I forgot to ask you about it. What did you think of the show overall? Uh, You know, I didn't really have a time to super dig into everything. Um, You know, we talked about the Sony press conference, which was just the weirdest It was so strange. Like, two, like, high 12-year-old boys put that together. They're like, this would be cool. And I'm like, oh, what about this? Okay, and then look, I don't really want to do it anymore. Um, yeah. Aside from that. Uh, that makes sense if you watched it. <laughs> all the games were cool. You know, I, I don't mind the not huge new announcements, um, even though there were some announcements, um, just because, I you know, I get it. Like, when, then when stuff doesn't come through, you have annoying people who are like, where is this? Where is that? So I, yeah. I'm, I'm pro seeing things that I'm going to see soon. And I like yeah. that Bethesda, I feel like, has kind of put that f- forward, being like, we're going to show you it when it's ready, you know? Yeah. So that's my I thoughts. like that, too. Apparently EA doesn't. <laughs> um, all right. Well, our first news story is that um, there were two Star Wars announcements at E3 during EA's uh, press conference. So the first one is that Respawn, the people behind Titanfall and Titanfall 2, Great which are very games. good video games, um, are developing a brand new Star Wars game, which we've known for some time. I thought it was going to be a shooter just based on you know their pedigree as a shooter studio apparently not it's a jedi game so they are uh developing a game called jedi colon fallen order which i think is interesting which means that jedi series question mark yeah like maybe cool. it's gonna take place between revenge of the sith and a new hope and will kind of take place in the whole like hunting down of the jedi um that's all they said they also didn't show it so cool 
Like, I, <laughs> well, I it's like my, the few words, like, it has a dark tone. I like yeah. dark tones. Um, you know, sure. But yeah, again, like, I, I'm never, ever, ever going to get excited for a Star Wars game again. I just refuse. I've, I, you can't. Until you see me show gameplay in a date. I'm going to be like, someone's going to kill this, and I'm not going to get excited about it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the other bit of news that wasn't actually on our list is that Clone Wars stuff's coming to Battlefront 2. So that's cool. Oh, I didn't um, see that. That's cool. Yeah, so they're adding in uh, four characters, adding in Obi-Wan and Anakin, Grievous, and someone else I'm forgetting. Another villain. Oh, Dooku. They're adding in Count Dooku. Um and then they're also adding in like four new planets from Clone Wars, one of which is Geonosis and some other stuff. Also, if you haven't played Battlefront 2 since it came out, it's much better now. Yeah, it's so much better. Uh, they got rid of all this stupid stuff that nobody liked. So Yeah. Um, there's yeah. a new map, uh, Jabba's Palace, that I saw looks yes. awesome. And I just cannot wait to run around. Like I saw someone jump up through the Rancor pit. I'm like, oh, that's so cool. I can't wait. Um, and also, Grievous sounds like a crazy character. I'm excited to see how he moves um, when you control him. That sounds interesting. Yeah. And also, Grievous is just awesome. Yes. Not cool. cool enough to be on anybody's list. No. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> but not that awesome. It's not quite that awesome. It's that annoying cough of his. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Forces of Destiny. Uh, the TV special from May 25th is now available, which collects all of the episodes from season four. So if you want to go watch that, we should probably put a link to this in the description. Um, there is an episode in this season about Kira yes. and IG-88, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that old bounty hunter boy, IG-88. Which you'll be um, able to collect the bounty on him in our new... <laughs> VR Star app it's called Star Wars Go. <laughs> oh, it's not even Bounty it's Hunters. Not even uh, collection. It's not even an AR app now. It's VR. It's, well, you're gonna We're taking it to a whole new level. You tape your cell phone to your eyes, and it becomes a VR. <laughs> That's it's, aggressive. Yeah. Yes. It's aggressively damaging to your retinas. <laughs> yeah, you can only um, play it about five minutes a day, but still, it's awesome. Five minutes. Yeah. I also like how on this this website for this news article, there's a countdown to episode nine. <laughs> and we are at 548 days, 23 hours, 50. I feel like that's a big enough break. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's yeah. like, not two next to each other. I'm like, all right, fine. Now you have to wait 548 days. Yeah. Now by the by the time it comes, everyone's gonna be like, oh, it's not enough. <laughs> <laughs> Where is it? Uh, Natalie Portman wants to meet her Star Wars son, Mark Hamill, which is weird. I figured they would have met at some point, but it's no. Some function, right? Yeah. Some... Her and Carrie have had met at some point. I know that because I've seen a picture of that. Um, yeah. Where's the Where's the quote? Oh, she just says, "quote It's such a shame. I would love to meet him, Mark. I would love to meet you. Come over." <laughs> <laughs> well, because Mark, because it was her birthday the other day, and and Mark Hamill posted like fun fact: I've never met this woman with like a. Oh, yeah, I think I saw mm-hmm. that. Yeah. So, which is funny because then a lot of people were like tweeting like, "I have no memory of my mother." <laughs> that he says perfect <laughs> no of memory Jedi. of my mother that's funny yeah. uh, IDW publishing honored for Star Wars Adventures which I just started reading a little bit and they're very fun uh, let's see it won best new license award given to a new Disney uh, 
the best new licensee award i think is how that word said quote idw's highly successful star wars comics provided a new entry point for early readers into the star wars universe said daniel Saver. um Sava, Sava, I can't. I'm sorry, Daniel, Vice President <laughs> of Licensing. Huge fan of the pod for Disney. Yeah, <laughs> for Disney Publishing Worldwide. Uh, quote: We are excited to see the stories that they will introduce to a new generation of Star Wars fans in the coming years. Unquote. Um, they won. Yeah, they won a Disney Publishing. Uh, award which if you look at the trophy freaking awesome yeah it's like mickey holding his hat awesome yeah i would love that in my house we're gonna have to create a new licensed thing which you'll be able to experience with our bounty hunter (laughs) vr (laughs) app all right Now, okay, before I get into this next news story, is this the thing that you and I were literally talking about last week, yep, Alex? This is it. Is it this really? This is it. Oh, my God. Okay, everybody. Strap in. Uh, <laughs> new Star Wars Detours trademark application uh, has been filed. And did we talk about this on the episode, or did we just talk about this? I, I don't know, but Star Wars Detours came from 2013 before... Lucasfilm was purchased by Disney, and it was going to be an entire parody show. Just think animated robot chicken, but Star Wars. Everything was just ridiculous looking. Han Solo had a stretched out head. Darth Vader looked like Dark Helmet. It was something that at least I was very happy that we were never going to get. I don't know about that now. (laughs) You were happy we weren't going to get it. I was happy we weren't going to get it. Uh, the trailer was that they released this three and a half, almost four minutes. If you have some time, I'll definitely post this on the Facebook page. Take a look at it. Tell me what you think. It's it's interesting. I mean, it's very it's very much like not quite robot chicken. Like it's not as adult. See, that's but the it, unfortunate part. Yeah, it, it's very much like robot chicken for kids. Yes. sort of. If that makes sense. Um, um, I just want to say that I think the very first shot of the trailer, or the second shot, is I think Han Solo's flying with Dengar. He is. Yeah. <laughs> and then this is another thing that I had not known. Uh, according to Seth Green and Matthew Senrick, the series had 40 episodes ready to go, <gasps> mm-hmm. with oh, 30 what? of them already suitable for release. Okay, see, that's annoying. Just just do it then. Just give it to us. Yeah. Like, even if it doesn't become a thing, just give, a, give us the episodes. And I trust Seth Green. I don't know. I I've could see them doing Green. a screening of this at Celebration. Like, here's the one and only time you'll be able to watch them. No, I, I think they should just put them out. Just do it. <laughs> It's not going to ruin, like, it's not a canon thing. It's fine. Like, just put it out. People will have fun with it. It's, I think people will like it's it. It's a little much for me. From what, yeah, and that's fine. Yeah. You don't have to watch it. But, like, I, I, from what I saw, I was like, okay, I get I get why people would like this. So I, I think if they do put it out, which it sounds like they're gonna, like, I, I think there's, I think there's someone out there who would enjoy that this exists. I don't know. Seems fine. Anyway. Moving on. This thing <laughs> uh, I, I had actively avoided until this moment. So for this next thing, I should mention that this all, all this stuff comes from uh, the the book that from the from the publisher that I work for. Uh, 
Conflict so, of interest. Yeah. Um, so, uh, just a little bit of backstory. There's that show on AMC, right? The James Cameron story of science fiction. Uh, the company I work for, Inside Editions, we published a book that is some essays and transcripts of interviews with the people that he interviewed on the show that didn't make it into the show. So it's a lot of extra stuff that they never got around to. And one of them is George Lucas, who I read a lot of it. And I ended up actually, I remember posting part of a quote about midi-chlorians that he had said, talking about how everyone hated it, but like his justification for it. Um, and this kind of actually goes along that. There's more quotes that this person uh, on Twitter named Livio Romandelli, who actually apparently does some contract work for us so that's interesting uh posted two quotes which were george lucas's plans or what 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 he would have tried to tackle in episode seven and nine so i'll read the george lucas quotes he says the next three star wars films we're going to get into a microbiotic world but there's this world of or, <clears throat> but there's this world of creatures that operate differently than we do i call them the wills and then the wills are the ones who actually control the universe they feed off the force if I had held on to the company, I could have done it, and then it would have been done. Of course, a lot of the fans would have hated it, just like they did the Phantom Menace and everything, but at least the whole story from beginning to end would have been told. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I had actively avoided reading this just because I didn't want to see anybody's comments about any of it. Um, I find it so funny that a lot of the comments are like, oh, man, I wish we could have seen that. And I'm like, Really? Like, what What about that sounds great? Like, I'll, I'll admit, the part that sounds interesting is the way he says, but at least the whole story from beginning to end would be told. So I feel like right. these wills created Darth Vader, and they had a purpose for that. Right. So I, that's, that does seem interesting. Now I, I kind of, maybe we'll get a comic book. I don't know. The, the thing is, like, it doesn't... Microbiotic? What does that mean? Germs. Like Space germs. Like, like tiny... Germs, tiny, uh, like, is it? I don't know. It just doesn't sound like Star Wars. It sounds like, it sounds more, you know, I honestly don't even know. And who's to say? These quotes seem very off the cuff. That seems pretty just kind of, I don't know. I, I, I think, uh, I would be interested to see it in some way. You know, like, I I would love for Lucas to just outline the entire thing and then have someone do, like, a comic series that's, like, what it would have been like, Mm -hmm. you know? Like, another Infinities or something. But, I don't know. I I do think Lucas is much smarter than a lot of people give him credit for. And I think that his idea of the Wills was supposed to be the kind of, like, those mystical, mythical things that we see like you know the mortis stuff and clone right. wars and like right. those masked people at the end of clone wars mm-hmm. and all that well but, i was gonna ask like do, yeah. do, do you think maybe some of that has been you know discussed in his conversations with dave filoni and some of that the spirit of that kind of you know yeah upper kind of godly extra force has been incorporated in that way because it it did seem to have that mortis kind of stuff kind of but i don't think that they're necessary they're not the wills anymore right obviously they're they're i think that they're just kind of these mysterious figures that i don't really have think they have a name at this point um 
But I'm curious if that's something that the two of them, like, discuss. Yeah. I'm sure they did, but... Because they're, like, buddies, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, they work together on that whole show, so... Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if that was a thing. But now it seems in the new canon, like, we see the Wills in Rogue One. And right. Well, the Guardians of the Wills. No, we see the actual Wills, too. Do we? Yeah, they're wearing, like, the big red hoods and stuff. And it's, like, super fast in passing. Jin asks, like, who are they? And he's like, oh, the Wills. Like, they, they like, guard the temples and stuff. And then there's the Guardians of the Wills who are, like, Chiritan base who like protect them because they're just like priests so like they're like these they're like a you know violent force that protects them basically from like imperial occupation and all that yeah i i'd love to really kind of dig deep into that the kind of weird mythology aspect of all of this that's been established and maybe then we we, maybe we could have an episode where we talk a little bit more about that stuff because yeah it is it is curious and i think that quote is interesting to me i i, I don't know I, the microbiotic world it just it just seems a yeah. weird way to phrase it i love how he i love how he admits that like everyone would have hated it but whatever yeah oh like sounds so defeated i think he knows that like people don't like the prequels but he just doesn't care um, man, did I, I wonder, I, I, I was having a conversation with friend of the show, Brian Barnett about Star Wars and I had brought up something about how I don't think, like, I think when Lucas first made Star Wars, his intent was just like, I'm just playing with my toys. Yeah. Like, I don't expect this to be a thing. And then he accidentally created one of the most powerful IPs on the planet, you yeah. know? Yeah. And then it was like, well, whatever. I'm just going to keep playing with my toys. And then it got to a point where everyone was like, well, hang on. Like, you can't do it like that because that's not the way I would do it. And it's like, well, you don't have a say because they're not your toys. You know what I mean? And I think that's kind of was his mentality. It was like, people can say whatever they want. I just want to tell a story, you know, which I can appreciate. Um yeah on some level yeah i mean it's got to be tough to to have something grow so outside of your hands yeah Um, and i I do feel like maybe if if the prequels had been more better received he probably might not have sold off i i imagine that the reception to those films played a really took a toll on him um but who knows that's why there was that there was that one quote that one time where he was like uh, why would I ever make another Star Wars movie? Like people yeah. just hate you for it. Which like, he's correct. It's you know it's hard to be a Star Wars creator these days. There's so much yeah. hate and, and targeted at creators. Yeah. Um, you know it's kind of I'm kind of happy for him that he's out of it. You know. Yeah. I do. I am glad that there is a story group there to kind of like curate all this folklore. You know. Yeah. Absolutely. But at the same time. Uh, I don't want to tell someone who's coming in to write a Star Wars book, like, what they should and shouldn't do, if right. that makes sense. Yeah. Um, but I do want it to fit in the universe. But I but I feel like, I don't know. It's it's tough. 
it's well, tough in that respect. Well, that's why Filoni, I find, is the most interesting creator that's working right now because he seems to have been given the green light to start expanding what is part of the universe and into much right. bigger places. Um, I mean, obviously, you know, the new trilogy is messing around with characters, um, but not so much the concept of, of the world that we're in. Um, right. But he gets to, which is a nice role to be in. Um, yeah. Anyway, um, we should move on to Creature of the Week because we're going really long on this episode. Let's do it. All right. Good job, they were no wonder. I thought they smelled bad on the outside. <laughs> is this real, yep, Alex? This is real. Hey, all, right. all these things I'm pulling were in Star Wars. I did not make this up. All right, you're going to have to explain this one. So our creature of the week is the llama. This is what happens when Alice gets to pick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've noticed that they're always like something really dumb in the background. <laughs> on hey, this but, is even legends, but too, we, by we the always, way. I mean, you look at the Star Wars universe, and there's so many creatures. Sarlacc pit, you look at the Bantha, Rancor. We know those. Let's, let's yeah, dig is, deeper into the world of Star Wars where there are llamas. It is legends. Llamas, yes. From a from a uh, ooh, from a thing called Caravan of Courage, an Ewok adventure. It's a 1984 made-for-TV movie. So please tell me you guys have seen these. No, I've never oh seen my this. goodness! I didn't know this existed until this so exact moment. So there, if I correct, there are two made-for-TV Ewok movies. We need to watch them. You guys need to watch them. I used to watch them a lot as a kid. I used to remember, remember getting the VHS tapes from our uh, library. But they're um, they're interesting because you kind of I don't think is in caravan of courage but in the other one you see kind of the first uh night sisters yeah that's right yeah see i definitely watched the second one the, the battle for endor yes. i watched that one for sure but this one caravan of courage is not ringing any bells it has a it has a whopping 25 percent on rotten tomatoes um, but it does have llamas and i think the description of the llama that is on wikipedia is perfect if you want to read it josh <laughs> josh yeah, I'm, uh, <laughs> all right. Sorry, I was going down the hole of Caravan of Courage. Yeah, I've done that too. I've had a very deep hole with that. Llamas were furry long-necked creatures that lived on the forest moon of Endor. That's it. That's the whole, <laughs> that's the whole entry. Uh, what is the picture? Uh, it's just a llama. That's all it is. Yeah, they just brought a llama. I will say that. Caravan of Courage, an Ewok adventure, was one of four films to be jury awarded an Outstanding Special Visual Effects Award at the 37th Primetime Emmys. So there you go. Well, at so least it, it did, did something. something. <laughs> <laughs> it Someone did, did something. their job. Um, in a review for the New York Times, John J. O'Connor noted the film's story as being aggressively simple. <laughs> 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 and that Mr. Lucas and crew could not come up with anything terribly astonishing. Oh, so there you go. Uh, that is funny. Aggressively simple. Aggressively simple. simple. <laughs> yeah. So you can get uh, released in 2004 in a DVD release. It's a double movie, Caravan, Caravan of Courage and the Battle for Endor, the Ewok oh Adventure. Oh, my God. So Watch alongs. Just saying, these are uh, they're, they're fun to watch. And you get to see Space Llamas. <laughs> They'll have, our, our, they'll have to be our uh, watch-alongs at some point Definitely. on Patreon. See, that's funny, because when, when we first pitched watch-alongs, I was thinking it was going to be stuff like, yeah, like the Clone Wars movie. But now I'm thinking it's got to be these we got to get through all the bad <laughs> stuff first, then we can get to the good stuff. Well, we, I didn't even know this existed. We did do holiday special. So, I mean, we started, we did. We started strong. 
<laughs> uh, that's one way to put it. Well, it can only, uh, only get better from there because that's as low as it goes, I believe. I'll, that one certainly wasn't aggressively simple. I'll let though. you. My my decision for the llama was aggressively simple, so I'll let you guys decide the next creature for uh, the next episode. Okay. <laughs> no. I wonder um, if there's ever been an example of like a sheep. Let's find out. <laughs> On the next episode. I will say the person who directed this film um, won an Oscar for Best Documentary Film. Oh, not for this. No, but what a a varied career. (laughs) There you go. Oh, my God, that's funny. Anyway, I think that's going to do it for the show. We went a little long today. Uh, That's that's fine. It was a good episode. I had fun. I had a blast. <clears throat> All right. Wait. Well, hold on. Before what, we stop. What? Star Wars Wikipedia. Sheep were a sheep? species. <laughs> sheep are very fluffy and cute. They like to eat grass and blue milk. They give a lot of milk. Sheep milk is tasty. <laughs> Danny and <laughs> okay. Alex love sheep milk. Sheep are Darth Maul's favorite animal. I don't think this is real. <laughs> Doctor Af- Doc- appearances are in Doctor Afra seventeen. Who? Okay. Then Although, he's... if you click the Legends tab, it says we're on Endor <laughs> because apparently, <laughs> apparently Endor was just Earth. Oh wait! Do you uh, see their first appearance in Legends is Caravan of Courage? Oh! <laughs> it all. <laughs> it all ties together. It all ties together. Okay, so oh you can go God. into such dark, dark holes because now I just clicked on another book that has a sheep called Lando Calrissian and the Mar- Mind Harp of Sheru. What's that book about? On the next sheep. episode of Long Time Ago Radio. <laughs> so much. It's there's never. It's a never. We should do a weird book club too. Oh, I'm down. After we talk about nice. sheep next time. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, Thank you for listening to Long Time Ago Radio. If you'd like to find out more information on the show, you can go to usstarwarspodcast.com. Please like, favorite, subscribe, whatever platform you're on. Please leave us a review on iTunes. It helps out so much. Tell your friends, all the good stuff. And if you'd like cool, awesome rewards and access to our extended content feed, which is content you will not get on this main feed, you can go to patreon.com slash longtimeagoradio. Give just a dollar to unlock all that stuff. Uh, and then if you want to follow me personally on Twitter, I'm at the Jawa Josh. And where can they, where can folks find you guys? I am at Rebecca June Lane and our official Twitter is at LTA underscore radio. You can find me on Instagram, dapper underscore fet, facebook.com slash long time ago radio. Go check it out. And if you're going to San Diego comic-con, keep an eye out. We're going to be doing a scavenger hunt. So Yay. the long time ago radio scavenger hunt coming soon. More information. Yay. Dope. And <laughs> I might be there. Yeah. <laughs> In the flash. We'll see. Yeah. It, it's looking likely I'll be sent for work, so I'll have to work a booth. But I'll be at Comic-Con, which I haven't been in, like, five, six years. I haven't and been I, in a long time. And I imagine if you're working a booth, then you get, like, a pass that makes you not have to stand in, like, a line to get in, right? yes because i think i have to get in early (laughs) Uh, (laughs) (laughs) yeah so i'll be working the show i imagine i'll get like a day off or something to like walk the floor or whatever because i do want to do some shopping but try and find some other star wars writers to yeah yeah i wonder if there are gonna be i'm sure they are they're always at the star wars pavilion the the, del rey usually has a nice setup 
Yeah. Well, I'll I'll be spending a lot of time in the Star Wars area. There you so. go. Just buying stuff. Anyway. <laughs> All right. That's going to do it for the show. We'll see you guys next uh, in two weeks. I almost said next week. In two weeks. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.